and welcome to the 475th episode of Travelitz Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, and this is the 11th season of Travelitz Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Travel Itch Radio. And tonight, we head all the way out to Arizona to visit with Joey Shersell, Associate Manager of Media Relations for Visit Mesa. Welcome, Zoe, to Travel Itch Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm also excited to share a little bit more about what makes Mesa so special. Yeah, Zoe, because when when a lot of people think of Arizona, they just think about Phoenix. But Mesa is actually a city of its own and the third largest in the state after Phoenix and Tucson. And it has a long list of terrific attractions from ballparks to museums. Since I love baseball, let's start with the Cubs spring training at Sloan Park. With 15,000 seats, isn't it the largest in the Cactus League? Oh, it definitely is, and we love spring training here in Mesa. And Sloan Park is a huge attraction as it's the Cubs, and they fulfill their spring training season here in the beautiful desert. And it's a relatively new stadium, too. It was built in 2014. It's located um, right next to one of our uh, very gorgeous parks and shopping centers. So it's really right in the fun of Mesa. Ooh. And isn't their old ballpark, the Hohokam Stadium, now the spring training home of the Oakland Athletics? Yeah, it sure is. And you can actually ride your bike from Sloan Park to Hohokam Stadium on what's known as the Rio Salado Parkway. And that's what connects the two stadiums together. And fun fact about the Oakland A's, they are actually the first MLB team to become autism certified. And since we are an autism certified city, it was amazing to hear the news that they completed their certification. Fantastic. With 15 teams all clustered around the greater Phoenix area, it's actually possible for visitors to see two or three games on the same day, something that can't be done in Florida's Grapefruit League. So am I right, Zoe, in saying spring training is a very big deal and hotel and restaurant reservations go quickly? Oh, it definitely is. And spring is just very busy for us in general, not only with spring training, but with our beautiful weather and spring break. And our hotels will fill up. Downtown Mesa will be vibrant with visitors. And it really is a great time of the year for our businesses. I would definitely recommend planning your trip early if you do come out to Arizona in the springtime. You have a great desert climate out there, so outdoor recreation is a big deal in Mesa. Tell us about the Superstition Mountains, Tonto National Forest, and the Apache Trail. So one of our most popular day trips for anyone that visits that visits Mesa is up the historic Apache Trail, and you actually pass through the Tonto National Forest, which is the fifth largest forest in the United States, fun fact. And on this scenic drive, um, you can encounter an old west stagecoach shop, a uh, mining town. You can take a look at the famous Elvis Presley Chapel, and you can even pass through one of Mesa's four lakes. 
And the Superstition Mountains that are within the Lost Dutchman Park also have, like, a variety of, like, stunning hiking trails. So if you want to take a beeline and go hiking, you know, for a couple hours, that's the best way to do it. So I've got to ask you, if you have a Tonto National Forest, is there also a Lone Ranger National Forest? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a good one. Um, And a really fun fact, or not really a fun fact, but kind of a story behind the Lost Dutchman State Park, though, is there was a tale of a lone prospector named Jacob Walsh who hid his gold somewhere in the Superstition Mountains, kind of near Weaver's Needle, and he never shared where the exact location was even after he passed. So you can find maps of people that are trying to find this lost gold mine um, in the Superstition Mountain Museum, and that is where the Lost Dutchman State Park got its name. Hmm. Okay, we're talking tonight with Joey Shersell of Visit Mesa. Zoe, there's a great Old West legacy in Arizona, and you even have an old stagecoach stop or, or two. You, you alluded to that. Could you tell us about Tortilla Flat? Yeah, so Tortilla Flat is the last stop that you're going to encounter on the Apache Trail. Um, and a little bit history about Tortilla Flat, because of its location and you have, like, the availability of the water nearby at Canyon Lake and Roosevelt Lake, um, Tortilla Flat was actually a really good place for um, prospectors to camp while looking for gold. And it later became a camp for the construction of the Roosevelt Dam. And now um, they recreated it. It's a tourist attraction. Visitors can dine at the saloon. Um, They can also go to the ice cream shop that's there that serves prickly pear ice cream, which is like a specialty out here in Arizona. I would definitely recommend. They have live music in the fall and spring. And um, if you go back down the road, you'll actually stop at Goldfield Ghost Town which is that recreation of an old mining town, and visitors can partake in so many activities, including um, an underground mine tour, train rides, zip lining. So there's a lot of fun stuff that you can do on the Apache Trail. Oh, so cool. But mentioning the word tortilla brings up the subject of Mexican food. Is it true Mesa has some of the best Mexican restaurants in the United States? So there are so many great flavors in Mesa. Actually, if you walk down Main Street in downtown Mesa, you'll discover flavors from Chihuahua at Tacos Chihuahuas. And so this family-owned taco shop um, excelled in the preparation of Mexican dishes that have been passed down through generations. And Mm -hmm. then if you walk further down Main Street, you'll uh, stop by Mangoes, and they serve another wide variety of Mexican foods and recipes. And when you go inside, it's all brightly colored. It's so fun to be in. The atmosphere with our Mexican restaurants are just so fun and diverse. And not too far from downtown Mesa, you'll also see Los Sombreros, Macayos. You'll see some Viros. So there are so many stops for southwestern food when you're out here. Mm. Zoe, tell us about your fresh foodie trail. We hear there's a working olive farm, the only one in the state that produces extra virgin olive oil, and a huge peach farm. And we'd love to know more about your artisan sourdough bakery and the beekeeping operation at Freeman Farms. Yeah, so I like to say Mesa's Fresh Foodie Trail is Arizona's ultimate foodie road trip, and it really is. Um, This educational and delicious trail Uh, consists of farm-to-table dining experiences and also other culinary experiences that we boast here in Mesa. 
So one of the stops like you mentioned, which was Arizona's only family-owned and operated working olive farm, which is called Queen Creek Olive Mill, that's where olives are grown and pressed to produce high-quality extra virgin olive oil. And then mm. after you take the Olive Oil 101 tour, you can dine at the mill's Italian-inspired eatery, which is actually located in an olive grove. And then another fun stop that we have on the trail is Schnepp Farms, which is Arizona's largest organic peach-growing farm. And guests can also tour that farm. They can, in, they can indulge in peach-flavored bakery items or even spend a night or two at their glamp grounds, which is Ooh. known as the peach. Yeah, so they're all Airstream trailers that were renovated, <sighs> and now they have, all, like, plush bedding. They have appliances so you can cook. Um, they have full working showers, so it's really, really immersive experiences that we have on this trail. And then new to the trail is our sourdough bakery located in downtown Mesa, where you can buy fresh bread, pastries, take one of their bread-making classes, and Visit Mesa is soon sponsoring beehives at a local farm as part of our way to support bee education and sustainability. Mm-hmm. Speaking of farms, Zoe, we hear visitors can pick oranges in Mesa, too. Yeah, so citrus is huge in Mesa, and it's actually one of the five seas of Arizona. And so if we look at Jalapeno Bucks, that is our barbecue joint that's on our Fresh Foodie Trail, it's actually nestled within Arizona's oldest orchard. Um, although you can't pick those oranges, you can buy them from B&B Citrus Farm located right in the property. However, if you go to Agritopia, which is a thriving, sustainable community that's centered around this urban farm, um, they're also located on the Fresh Foodie Trail. They do have a U-Pick event for citrus. Mm. We're talking tonight with Zoe Shersella, Visit Mesa. I love pizza and organ music, Zoe, and Mesa provides both <laughs> at a place called Organ Stop Pizza, where the old-time Wurlitzer organ plays nightly. Have you been there? I have been there, and I absolutely love it. Um, organ Stop Pizza is the true definition of dinner in a show. So while you dine on their pizza, you can listen to a musician play the largest Wurlitzer theater pipe organ ever created. Um, and then they will also, like, play tunes at your request. Like, they've played, like, a Star Wars theme song. They'll play popular music. So it's really a fun place to be. And right now, guests can actually celebrate their 50-year anniversary with 50 Days of Fun up until October 8th. So they have deals on their pizza. They host nightly giveaways. And they even have what's called Sunday Funday, which is 50% off of their small and large Sundays every Sunday. So that mm. is some fun fest that's going on this fall at Oregon Stop. Now, sticking to the culinary theme, we hear the brews and beers and brews password passport tour. Beers and brews passport tour blends craft beer and gourmet coffee, but you're going to have to tell us how. So Visit Mesa launched our Beers and Brews Passport Tour last spring because we have an amazing collection of craft breweries and coffee shops, and we wanted to combine them into the ultimate brew tour. And if you think about it, it's, got, it's the perfect morning-to-night combination. So if you go on our website at visitmesa.com, there you can sign up for our digital passport, and you can pull it up right on your phone and check in at these participating businesses. 
And so after a certain number of check-ins, participants can actually earn prizes, like we have coasters, we have T-shirts. They can even get a medal if you complete all of the stops. And you know, they can even have deals and discounts that are attached to some of these stops. So we really want to get visitors and residents to go out and really, like, participate in our tour because it's a fun tour. Like, who doesn't like beer and <laughs> beer and coffee? <laughs> right. <laughs> and now there's a new media and immersive experience center on the Arizona State campus. Could you tell us exactly what that is? Yeah, so this really interests me because I went to ASU, and there's a new ASU downtown Mesa campus, and we just welcomed its fall students, and they offer programs from the Herberger Institute for Design and the Arts. And so that's related to digital and sensory technology, um, gaming, media arts, film production, uh, and so on and so forth. And those programs are really set to utilize uh, 3D modeling and visualization to develop technology with the potential to impact industries, not only entertainment, but healthcare, manufacturing. So it's really supposed to impact a diverse, um, all these diverse industries. Uh, so you're kind of looking at a bigger picture here. And it is truly incredible what they are doing at this campus. They're working on the plaza at the Mesa City Center. So that's going to be their community state space and group gathering. So we are really, really looking forward to see uh, more of that getting done. And tourists can go? At the community space, yeah. Wow, cool. I want to tell our listeners, you're listening to Travel Itch Radio, now in our 11th season with Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee. Check us out on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or visit the Travel Itch Radio Facebook page. And we're talking tonight with Zoe Shersell of Visit Mesa. Zoe, do you recommend first-time visitors peruse the Mesa History Museum, the Arizona Museum of Natural History, and the Brinton Desert Botanical Garden? So yeah, if you're a history lover like I am, I would definitely recommend checking out some of the museums that we have here in Mesa. Um, the Arizona Museum of Natural History is so fun for people of all ages. There are a little bit of everything for everyone. I would say the kids love the Dinosaur Mountain. It has, like, thunderstorms mm. that go off every hour. Um, there's Arizona history and artifacts and settlers. But if you really want to dive into Mesa history and learn about its regional heritage, um, then I would definitely recommend the Mesa Historical Museum where you can learn about past residents and lifestyles. And I believe its current exhibit dives into our earliest students in schools. So I would definitely check that out. And then mm. at the Brinton Desert Botanical Garden, that is just another great place where you can see desert foliage. Um, and it is the state's largest free botanical garden, and it has around 150 species of cacti and other desert plants. Wow. And are there guided sightseeing tours of Mesa for out-of-towners with limited time? Oh, of course. There are plenty of tours around the area that are perfect for people who want to see amazing desert flora and mountains that are really right in our city's backyard. So Fort McDowell Adventures offers scenic segway tours and horseback riding tours in the beautiful Sonoran Desert. It's for thrill seekers. So Stellar Adventures offer ATV, UTV, and Hummer tours. And then you can even book an Apache Trail Jeep tour as well. I know we were kind of diving into this Apache Trail earlier on. 
But yeah, so when you visit somewhere as beautiful as Arizona, I feel like you can always find a tour for what you're looking for. Mm. Zoe, for people who like to walk, we know there's a walking tour that passes buildings on the National Registry of Historic Places. Isn't there also a public art walking tour as well as a wind cave trail hike? Mm. Yeah, so downtown Mesa does have fabulous art walks. Um, So when you walk through Main Street, you can actually see a collection of sculptures that share a little bit of our history. Um, And there are some humorous ones, too. So we have a little baseball one kind of captures spring training. We have, like, a Humpty Dumpty one. So you can really find all of these sculptures that are hidden through Main Street. And we also have a good amount of murals that appear on the side of our buildings. So if you know of Kelsey Montague, she is the painter who painted the popular butterfly mural in Tennessee. She actually did one similar in Mesa. And so it's very unique to Mesa, though. It has, um, like, a cactus in the wings. It has little beer mugs for our brewery scene. So you can find little Arizona attributes in the butterfly wing. So that is just one of the many sculptures that, or one of the many murals that we have in our downtown Mesa. And you can actually download the full art walk um, on Downtown Mesa Association's website. And if you're looking for like a fun walk or hike that's a little bit more in the desert because you, you know, you're in town, you want to capture some Arizona scenery while you're here, that's where I would recommend the Wind Cave Trail at Usury Mountain Regional Park. Um, that would be a great fix just because the park flourishes with desert flora if you go during the springtime, and that's when you're going to see all of our wildflowers, like even our cactuses bloom. Mm. At Travel Witch Radio, we're big advocates of serenity now. So is the best place to find that, the Mesa Community College, College uh, Rose Garden, the Mesa Grand Grande Ruins, or the Park of the Canals? So honestly, like, who doesn't like a little bit of peace or rest time while you're on vacation? And I think the perfect rejuvenating spot is the Rose Garden at Mesa Community Center, It's open to the public, and it's the Southwest's largest rose garden where you can walk through over 9,000 rose bushes. Um, Mm. Students even go there, and they use the rose garden as, you know, botanical laboratories and study areas. Um, And I would say the best time to go would probably be, like, spring or late fall because that's when the weather cools down and the roses are in full bloom. Mm. And what about the Park of the Canals? Oh, yeah. And, well, that's another fabulous place to unwind and learn a little bit about history. Um, So that's where visitors can see the mound where what's left of the village, and which was once home to around 2,000 Hohokams. And what's fascinating um, about that area is how sophisticated the irrigation system was, too, that was used to water their crops. And so they found over 500 miles of Hohokam canals that have been recorded in the Salt River Valley. And so they're estimated that these canals probably supported anywhere from 30,000 to 60,000 people before the Hohokams completely abandoned their canal system and left the valley in the 1400s. So if you want to learn more of that history, then I would definitely check out the Park of Canals in Mesa. Hmm. And speaking of canals and water, I was surprised to learn that Mesa, despite its desert climate, has two rivers running through it. 
Yeah, and you know what's funny? I was really surprised, too, when I um, first moved to Mesa. It really is an oasis in the desert. That's how I like to say it. And so there are actually four lakes and two rivers that run in Mesa, and so there's an abundance of water recreation activities, including kayaking, paddleboarding. We have two scenic cruises. So we have the Dolly Steamboat, which is right on Canyon Lake. You can actually pass it if you're going through the Apache Trail. And then we also have the Desert Bell, which is on Saguaro Lake. And it's almost majestic floating in the lake or the river that is surrounded by these canyons and these desert flora. So you can always find something to do in the water, especially during our off-season and summer where it's hot and all you want to do is cool down. Mm-hmm. We're talking tonight with Zoe Chersel of Visit Mesa. And, and now, Zoe, I also was surprised to find out that the neon signs along deserted Highway 60, which once went through town, still light up at night. Yeah, so Highway 60 ran through Main Street in Mesa, where hundreds of colorful neon signs lit up the road and highlighted our motels, our restaurants, bars, retail shops, you name it. Um, and you can still see, you know, a lot of them when you visit. So Mesa still has, like, several remarkable um, historic signs from a date probably between the 1940s to the 1970s, a couple of them that I can name off the top of my head, Buckhorn Bath. We actually have that sign painted on one of our murals. So if you do the art walk, you're going to find that on one of our murals. And then we also have the Diving Lady, which is actually the last remaining, remaining animated neon sign in the valley. So when you're out in, near downtown Mesa, I would keep an eye out for those neon signs. Hmm. Hearing about the diving lady reminds me of the diving horse in Atlantic City, which is no longer there, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. <gasps> but it used, to, it used to be the steel pier in Atlantic City. Hmm. Zoe, oh. uh, tell us about art and entertainment in Mesa. Let's hear about Village Square at Dana Park an outdoor urban lifestyle center and shopping plaza. I love outdoor dining spots, so please share. So if you're looking for a retail um, spot while you're in town, that's where I would recommend Dana Park. Uh, Since we do have really beautiful weather out here, it's always fun to explore our outdoor shopping centers. And if you need a food break or a beer break, you have all those dining options um, right there, and a good majority of them have patios, and we always get excited for patio weather here in Arizona. Um, we dine outside. There's a really cool, cool um, ice cream shop there where they do dip ice cream. So you really have everything that you need shopping-wise, retail-wise. They have a little massage area there. So if you need a retail break while you're visiting Mesa, that's the spot that you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. And should visitors find time for the Saguaro Lake Guest Ranch? And how about a balloon ride or a float trip with Salt River Tubing? I hear activities include a cowboy cookout dinner as well as kayaking and horseback riding. So, yeah, Saguaro Lake Guest Ranch is located right on the lower Salt River, and it's kind of nestled between some cliffs. They're called Bulldog Cliffs. Uh, the ranch was originally created in the early 1900s to facilitate the construction of the Stewart Mountain Dam, 
but now it serves as more of a getaway. So you can overnight in the cabins. You can set up a horseback riding tour. I like to go horseback riding when the river is down because you get to cross the river with the horses, which is an amazing experience. And then when the river is flowing again, that's when you can do a kayaking tour. And what's really, really fascinating about this kayaking tour is that there are as many as 500 wild horses that roam the water's edge on the Lower Salt River. So you will most likely see some Arizona wildlife right up close. And also, if you're kayaking down the Salt River, you will most likely see uh, the Salt River tubers, which is one of the most popular summer activities in Arizona. And I can't think of a better way to beat the heat and cool off in the water. And then also at the ranch, as you mentioned, they do the cowboy cookout dinners where guests can join in for a barbecue. And then depending on what night you sign up for, there's either stargazing or live entertainment. So there's always some fun going on at the ranch. Mm-hmm. So our listeners know I love anything on tracks. So your streetcar <laughs> service, which I believe you call light rail, has lots of appeal. Can visitors fly into Phoenix and get to Mesa on these 21st century trolley cars? Oh, yeah. And in my opinion, it makes visiting a destination so much easier when there is a transportation service. Um, so when you fly into Phoenix, uh, visitors can hop on the Phoenix SkyTrain, which is a free, it's a free ride, um, and that services out of Terminal 3 and 4, and then they'll get dropped off right by the Valley Metro light rail. I believe the closest stop is 44th Street in Washington, um, and then right from there, they can take the, right rail, the light rail from Phoenix to Mesa and vice versa. Hmm. We're talking tonight with Zoe Shersell of Visit Mesa. Zoe, do you have lots of new hotels going up? And what are your peak and bargain seasons? So right now we are seeing a lot of growth around our new sports and entertainment facility known as Bellbank Park. And there are many hotel plans coming up in the near future. Bellbank Park is the largest sports facility of its kind in the U.S. with fields of almost every sport that you can imagine, taking up over 320 acres. It truly is an amazing sports complex um, and venue that holds concerts, festivals, um, you name it. And so we are very excited to see this growth in our community, and we're looking forward to opening new accommodations to hold and welcome more visitors. And I would say our prime season is definitely spring with spring training, spring break for a lot of families, our beautiful weather. And then as summer, you know, starts to approach, that's where it slows down a little bit, but then that's when you can fit in all that water recreation. Hmm. And what kind of special events are in the offing? Uh, so speaking of Bobby Park and their events, the Arizona Brewers Guild will be hosting their beer events at the park. So Arizona hmm. Strong Beer Festival just held one at the beginning of this year, and we're looking forward to seeing what's coming in the next spring. So I would keep your eyes open on Bellbank Park's event calendar. Hmm. And where can listeners learn more about things to do in Mesa? So if you head to our website at visitmesa.com, there will be more information on basically everything I talked about today and even like accommodations in the area, dining, activities, our event calendar, and my personal favorite, which is our blog. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we haven't asked that you'd like to add? 
So we have covered a lot of great things. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. The only thing I would like to say is that we are also expecting a 40-acre surf park coming to Mesa very soon. So I would keep your eyes on our social media at Visit Mesa for more updates on what's called Canyon Beach. We've been talking tonight with Zoe Shursell of Visit Mesa. Thank you for being our guest on Travel With Radio. Thank you so much for having me. And when postseason baseball, right around the corner, there's no better time to check out my book, The New Baseball Bible, Notes, Nuggets, Lists, and Legends from Our National Pastime, 480 pages for less than a Starbucks. It's both a coffee table book and a bathroom book. Read it backwards and still enjoy it. That's The New Baseball Bible with Mike Trout on the cover. Get it tonight on Amazon.com. And that's it for this edition of Travel Witch Radio. Next week, same time, same station, same writer, same announcers. We'll head to Kansas and find out how Greensburg is rebuilding after a vicious EFI tornado. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time. This time, until next time, good night and stay safe.